0: You're listening to, no that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring, entertaining, real. The Heidi Rue Show. So we have a really special person on The Heidi Rue Show today. Her name is Katie Hearn. She's from here in Atlanta and she works with the Atlanta Braves as a digital coordinator. And Katie has quite an interesting story. And I just have to say, Katie, that the reason why I brought you on is because, so I met one of your coworkers, Shalise, at a conference recently, and she was telling me about you and your story, and already it just stirred my heart so much, and I thought, this girl, I have not even met her, and she it's just blowing me away with just your resilience and your persistence and your attitude about life. That's why I wanted to see if you would come on the podcast. So I'm so grateful that you decided to take some time and share your story with us. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. about a year and a half now, I guess, um, something happened that drastically changed your life. And also, can I ask you, how old are you? Do you mind if I ask yes, that? Yes, I'll okay. be
1: 30 in three weeks. Okay. I
0: figured you're mm-hmm. you're young enough to not mind that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us what exactly happened So a couple years before,
1: in your 20s still, what happened that drastically changed your life? Sure. And first, I'd like to thank you so much for having me on. Thank you to Shalice for connecting us. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Last spring, I suffered very sudden vision loss and I lost a majority of my vision right before the Braves opened our new ballpark. And it was um, very sudden and very challenging for me because it really came out of nowhere. Um, I had started having these headaches and didn't really know what it was due to and went to an eye doctor because I had never had eyeglasses. And I thought, okay, look, I'm looking at a computer all day. Maybe I need to get an eyeglass prescription. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's something like that. They told me, you know, you've got some swollen optic nerves. You really need to go see an ophthalmologist and find out why they're swollen. That led to finding out that I had a disease called pseudotumor cerebri. And first of all, that rolled off your tongue. (laughs) So amazing. I'm (laughs) like so impressed. (laughs) I've had to tell people um, it was something I had never heard of, but also something that when people find out they have it, they they typically have two to three years to kind of correct it before it just it, Mm. it really attacks their optic nerves. I mean, that's really the last thing that that it gets. Unfortunately for me. I didn't know I had it until it was—it was at the end. Um, mm. The way that my doctor described it was, really like someone's healthy and then they have a heart attack and they die. Um, wow. I had a couple eye surgeries in April. They—they um, they cut some slits on my on the sheath surrounding my optic nerve, and that that took some of the pressure on my optic nerves off of them. But mm-hmm. I still um, was having some some headaches and and. The pressure was still very high. Um, I, I'm not going to get too medical with you guys because I'm, I'm. I work in digital. I do not work. Um, I don't know. In, girl, in the you medical said field, that <laughs> name so well. I'm so impressed. Um, <laughs> but uh, for for a typical human, 100 to 180 degrees of cerebrospinal spinal fluid pressure is exactly is is about normal. Okay. And mine was 550 when they first checked it. So wow. it was really high, and that was why I was having the headaches and why mm. my vision was was really starting to um, go. I lost my peripheral first, and then it really just started to narrow. Kind of like not just my peripheral on the sides, like below, like things below me were hard to see and things like mm. that. And so I uh, I ended up having to have a shunt placed um, to drain the extra fluid and regulate it. And, and that is kind of what has helped save some of my vision. So... I I am um, blind. I am visually impaired, but it hasn't changed. I realized last summer that I really was going to, you know, life is what you make it. And uh, to quote Hannah Montana, so let's make it rock. Um, (laughs) You know, I got to get, I I realized pretty quickly that this is going to change me, but I'm young and there are still so many things that I can do with this. I just got to find the right avenues and outlets to continue doing what I want to do. I haven't lost my education. I haven't lost my passion for what I do, and I, I ha, you know, I really am. You have to become laser focused on what your goals are, at that when, when adversity hits. And uh, it was a hard time last summer, kind of getting the groove and finding out. Okay, this is what you're going to need to do to get back to work. You have to go into what's called vocational rehab, and that you know. You have to learn. Okay, this is how you use a computer again. You have to use a computer by listening instead of following a mouse around the screen. Um, and it, it's a lot, but and I'm and I'm still learning. I'm still doing those things, but sure. but it takes. You know, you gotta. You personally know inside that you know this is what my goal is. This is what I'm passionate about and what I want to do, and um, and no one can do it for you. And, um, what,
0: Katie, what went through your mind though, when you first heard the diagnosis? I mean, did you, uh, like, I just can't imagine, did you feel afraid
1: or? Um, I didn't know what it meant. I, Mm. I was, what is that disease? Um, what is it, what potentially, what could it mean? You know, what does it look like on the other side? And my doctor said to me once, after I'd had the first three surgeries, you know, she said, we have to wait, like, you have to wait to see how the nerves um, react to the surgeries, react to not having the pressure on them anymore. And they weren't awakening, if you will, like, like, we had all hoped and prayed for. But I I knew that I was still, you know, I I was praying to God, please, if if you're going to not open this door, like, show me the other way. And Mm. it was like, no, nothing. You're going to be fine. Like he he kept giving me this piece of everything's going to be okay. Um, my doctor did say to me in July, um, at the end of July, she, she's going through my chart and you know, we met in April. So it was like a very quick, it was so extreme from the minute we met, you know, my case was so extreme that she was like, you know, you might just have to f- find something else to do. And I hmm. was like, I don't thank you, <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I'm not going to have you <laughs> Tell me that wow. um, because, you know, I, I believe God is writing this book. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm also, uh, you know, also authoring some of these chapters alongside him. And he's he and, and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to have someone that doesn't even really know what my job is or, or what I'm passionate about. Tell me that I can no longer do it before even letting me try. Mm. Um, you know, last summer was a lot of days were spent. You know, at home, at my parents' home, you know, I had to move home because I had to learn how to do everything again. And they were taking me to doctor's appointments and taking me here and there. And, you know, I became very close with the people at the Apple store because <laughs> they, um, they were teaching me how I could learn to use what they call voiceover on mm-hmm. there, uh, um, which makes... Apple electronics accessible. And, you know, cause I was like, I love Siri, but I don't want everybody knowing exactly what I'm texting right? and exactly everything I'm doing. And um, Siri can sometimes have an attitude too. Let's be
0: right. honest. Yes, <laughs> Nobody wants to interact with that all the time. Exactly. So I
1: was like, I know that there's a way I just need you to teach me. Um, and so Kevin and Sid at the Cumberland and Linux shout um, out Kevin uh, Sid <laughs> Apple Apple <laughs> stores were, were in my corner because you don't know that they offer these free classes on it until you you need them yeah. um, and so it was it was that was kind of how last summer was and then I spent the fall really um, focused on getting getting back to what I needed to do to to get back to work and I really want to give a shout out to. To the Braves and 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 really the organization as a whole because I really feel like there were three things, um, during this time that that were a big deal for me. It was controlling the controllable, which those two of those things were my attitude and my effort. Mm. Have have a positive attitude about this because if you feel like you can do it, everyone around you is also gonna uplift you and feel like okay if she thinks she can do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna help her get there. At least I felt that way. And, and, and really putting in as much effort as I could knowing that, you know, this is something that I want. This is going to help me for the rest of my life. If this is how I'm going to have to be living, um, I, I really need to, to be focused on giving this all I've got right now and in community. Um, I think in your life, you need to have all types of people within your group that can help you get through moments like this. Mm. Um, I read option B or I listened to Option B by Cheryl Sandberg and you know she mentioned that when she lost her husband, she would write down three things every night and keep a gratitude list, three things she was thankful for during the day. And I and I started keeping an iPhone journal too that was just three little things and they were very small in the beginning. It was okay, I made this drink for my I poured a cup of tea by myself mm. for the first time. Little things. And then it has blossomed into much bigger things now where, you know, I'm completing this project at work. I'm doing these things that integrating me back into what I need. But also that's kind of getting off what my community aspect. But there were also people in my community who I had my cheerleaders, but I also had the people in my my life who, when I was down, could say, this isn't you. Mm. Like they could give me the tough love I needed to say, you're going to get out of this like, do not let this keep you down, you know, sulk in it for a day or two, but get back on the goal. Like, don't let yourself forget what you're going for. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal for me um, to to have those people in my life that could encourage me in in all those different ways. It's so interesting that you say that because
0: I was going to ask you, what was it like to have to depend on other people now? But it sounds like you learned a lot through that, that you actually learned that people do want to help. And, and it, what a beautiful thing it is when we all work together, right? Because right. all of us, I mean, you give a gift every day by your attitude, by what you can contribute. And so of course, everyone
1: else wants to give you gifts back. It, it is a beautiful thing. That's right. great. It awesome. is. I think too, you know, when you're going through something, knowing when you need to ask for something and when you need to do it yourself Hmm. is is important. Um, How do you know that? How have you found? uh, For me, I have found if I think that I can do for this on my own, I'm going to go for it and try. And then Mm -hmm. if I can't, I will reach out and ask for help. When I first came back to work, I felt like all my everyone was hovering around my around my desk every fifteen minutes. <laughs> do you need me to get you some water? Do you need me to do this? And and I was finally like, I will ask for help when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, there are things that I'm always going to need help with and it's, it's really navigation, things like that. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate that we have the battery Atlanta for me to live in and walk to work. I live closer than I ever lived in college to my classes. So Mm. it's very nice that I have that opportunity, but you know, when I want to tell one of my friends like, Hey, like, I just need some, I want to go get some new shoes. Mm. Like I, that I miss being able to just run out to the store and get some new shoes and so like coordinating those times is hard but when you know that you need to just you know ask your friends they they want to be a part of living your life with you too and I think it was just limited exposure to this the visually impaired community at least for me and a lot of the people in my circle on how we needed to act or how what the best way to to navigate through these waters was. Um, what is the best way for someone on the
0: outside looking in? You know, um, what can you do to help, but also what what do you think hurts people that are visually impaired more than help
1: them? I think just speaking to them. Um, you don't need to raise your voice. A lot of times people <laughs> will raise their voice to me like, J- you know, You're like, I'm not deaf. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, you don't need to tell me just because you scream at me that the doors on the left does not mean that (laughs) that's going to make me see it any better. Um, but I think just, you know, knowing, realizing that they're, they're humans too. Um, that, that, that everybody, even though we look a little different on the outside, everybody has the same passions and desires on the inside as before. Like, and, and it, And I don't feel like you have to say that. Like, and I want, even if there's people listening who are visually impaired or blind, like, you can do it. Like, I want, like, I was so saddened to hear that 70% of people who have a visual impairment or are blind do not work.
0: Really? Like, that
1: is very hard for me to hear because it's like, I know that you, like, if you have the capability to, like is there some, what, what are we missing here? Is there something in the workforce that we're missing? Um, you know, because that was one thing that I struggled with in, in coming back to the office. I wanted to really find a mentor that I could talk to, um, and someone that would kind of help me get back into what's it going to be like. You know, the first time I walked back in with my cane, I was very nervous because I, I was like, okay, I am, I am coming back in, different than I left. Mm. And on the outside, right. not on the inside. And I w- I didn't want people to feel that they couldn't approach me that I wasn't going to, you know, give the same effort that I wasn't going to be mm. wanting to be as much of a part of the team as I was before. Um, you probably didn't want people to feel like they had to walk on eggshells right. either. Yes, yeah, it's intimidating. Sure. It, it's very intimidating and and I, I tried to put myself back into, like, if this had been me on the other side and someone was coming back into the office, what are the things that would help me integrate back in? And, you know, one of the questions that people ask all the time, and this is not just at work, this is everywhere, people would say to me, how are you? <laughs> and that's just, <laughs> a, that's just you know, our blanket yeah, southern, like, sure. greeting. Yeah. Um, But it was me trying to integrate trying to determine, do I really want to tell this person how I am? Do they really want to know how I am? Mm. Like, do they really want to know how things are going? Or, um, and, and now the answer is, is, is positive. And not that it ever was. I'm, I've always been a glass half full person, but when I was going through this, um, and really trying to like find my groove, um, that that was a that was kind of a loaded question, and so I I kind of would tell people that I talk to on a daily basis, like if you're going to ask me how I am, say how are you today. Like that mm-hmm. that is a question that encourages me and, and really hits me to a point where I can say like this is how I'm feeling today. This is how everything is going today. I, I hope that that answered your question. That
0: does, and I think that that's a really great response. How are you today? Um, And that goes for anyone because really in the scheme of things you know, we all have bad days, we have bad moments, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that overall things are just going (laughs) down to pot. Is that that really a saying? I really (laughs) am bad with sayings. I get them confused all the time and I think I make up sayings or confuse them all the time. So whether it is or not, I hope you guys got the point of what I was saying. (laughs) Tell me this, Katie, do you feel like you have changed at all from before you you know, went through this
1: experience to now? Yes, I I, I feel that I am more confident. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I, and I think it comes from knowing that I'm going to need to advocate for myself in certain situations. But also it's like I had this moment of, there are so many things in life that I would, I'd let pass me by before that it's like, I want to take hold of every moment now. Hmm. I don't want to get to the end and say, I regret doing that. I, I, wa- I don't want to have any regret. I want to try everything. I want to go for everything. And I want to be confident in that I still live this life fully. Mm. And, and, it, and it, I, that has changed me. Mm-hmm. And I want to find a way. I'm still learning about this community. And I want to find a way to, to build a mentorship program for younger visually impaired uh, kids you know, Mm -hmm. who might be interested in working, um, you know, 15, 16 first job, you know, what's it like to get out there and really mentor them up to getting a job, going to college, getting into the workforce. I really Mm -hmm. would love to be able to, um, usher and mentor, mentor that community. I'm very passionate about mentoring our game day staff for the Braves. I'm very passionate about how guests feel when they come to our ballpark. And so that is, um, is something I continue to do today, but I also want to to do for kids to just build their confidence because I know it's hard. Yeah, um,
0: Are there a lot of people that come to Braves games that are visually impaired or do they have it set up to where they can still enjoy the same kind of feeling that everyone else does or is that something that you hope to improve?
1: We're always trying to improve how accessible the ballpark is. Um, we do have it where you can get headphones and you can listen to certain aspects of the game. Um, but that's really what is available at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for there to be a way in the app to be able to know like fireworks are going off on your left. And yeah, this is ha- like, <laughs> So you know what's going on right. because, because probably you're coming with someone in your group and my friends have become great illustrators. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Boston earlier this year and they're like, these houses on Cape Cod, we've got one on the right and it's it's built like this and the windows have these yellow daisies and, and you know, so, like, they've become great illustrators and and I think that that's how a lot of people, um, mm. or at least I hope, that are coming to the game with people that are visually impaired are, but that's, that's what we have right now. Mm. Um, but I do think that there's room to grow.
0: What are some of the uh, technology... Um, aspects
1: or offerings that have benefited you the most? Ooh, um, well, I use what's called a pen friend um, okay, to label all friend? my clothes. So someone who is sighted can help me label all my clothes so I can put a label in the top of it that says like, navy blue dress with white polka dots. <laughs> Which is what she's wearing today. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I'll also put on the label um, if I need to wear an undershirt with it if it if I need to wash it a certain way mm-hmm. anything like that uh, I'll I'll put on the label and then I just tap the pen for into it when I'm going through my closet and it'll it'll read off to me exactly what that label is um, I also have a couple apps on my phone that are great ones called seeing AI um, it's a Microsoft app but it you can take pictures and save who's in the picture so then if I take a picture like with Shalice or with Victoria it would say, also in this picture, Shalise and Victoria. Like it will tell <laughs> that is me. awesome. Yes, you can also scan a bag or scan a label um, or a barcode, excuse me, and it'll tell you, you know, what that item is exactly. Like it'll read the exact proper name, like OGX Natural Shampoo. So those are really things that are really important to me. Also, it has a money reader on it, so if I needed to. If I was, wanted to make sure that someone gave me back the correct change, I could scan the money really quick and it could tell me
0: um, oh, wow. that
1: everything is, yeah. is in there. And I use um, the Apple AirPods. That's kind of how I am able to ha- stay accessible at work and in the community like I don't have it blasting so everyone can hear <laughs> how my phone sounds. But th- those are really big, um, important things for me. Hmm. And and one thing that's not te- technological, but I use these things called sock locks. Okay. And they keep your socks together uh, <gasps> in the washer and dryer. So. Okay, Katie, everyone needs yes, those. Yes. No, like, seriously, what in the world? <laughs> yes. That is
0: amazing.
1: They're available sock on locks. Amazon. Okay. And they're called sock locks. And they just are so you don't, so your socks don't get mismatched. Yeah. And they're, it was it was a very brilliant. much, when I got them, I was like, why did I never know about this before? So <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy, oh my gosh. I love that. And you
0: live on your own, right? Yes. Is that right? Yes, At the battery, yes. And if people aren't from Atlanta, um, so the Atlanta Braves just built this huge complex. I guess it's now the second season that it's been open. but not only is the stadium there, but there's restaurants and there's shops and um, there's places to live too, apartments up there. So you live in one of those apartments. Yes. Wow,
1: that is awesome. I have one apartment by myself.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> yes. That is so cool, Katie. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. That's just amazing. Has your hearing increased? Like, has that changed at all since you've lost some of your sight? Do you feel like you hear things differently?
1: I think um, people always say that you do, like your taste buds get better mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. But I think your sen- your senses are just heightened because you are engaging them more. I don't know if they get better, hmm. but they're much more heightened because you're. You, that's what you're using. To do to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like smells are stronger. I feel like I can hear a lot better, but I'm also using them more, using mm-hmm. my uh, ears more. So, yeah, I guess we yeah. go go about our days
0: just kind of taking for granted so much of what we have. I mean, there's so many other things that we can distract can distract us too, so we forget to really smell and listen and taste
1: and right. Yeah, yeah. What do you see for the future for yourself? For the future, I see myself, I would, like I said earlier, I would love to start some type of mentorship program. I'm learning um, what is available in this community and and what states really do well um, in in building kids up and and finding what would be the best way for me to give back. Because so many people poured into me last year and, and they saw that I was serious and that you know, I'm not going to give up, you know, I'm not going to give up on my dreams, um, because this happened. So they, they really helped me continue to pursue them. And I want to encourage kids that if this, if little things happen, you know, you can still, you know, blaze your own path and, and and go for it. And also I want to find a church (laughs) to get Mm -hmm. involved in here. I, I don't know, I haven't been able to do that, um, that that's really mine yet. I've been visiting with friends, but I haven't found my fit quite yet. And I'm also uh, about to get my guide dog, which is also a big big deal for me. Oh, that's awesome! Yes. So I've been through the application process for a while, okay. and we're looking at um, at the hopefully the end of this year at, at me going down and matching with um, my dog. So oh, that's so exciting! That's kind of what's the immediate future. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm still learning you know, what this life is like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I am happy that, you know, I'm in a very good place and that I have, again, I want to give a shout out to to really my, my tribe that have really encouraged me and, and walked alongside me through this whole journey. I mean, they will pick me up. They will, they, t- they walk with me if I need to have someone to walk with. They, they're there to answer the phone anytime I need somebody, <laughs> one of my friends that would come see me when I was staying at my parents' She knew I love diet lemonade from Chick Fil A. She always <laughs> brought me that diet lemonade. Like Aww. you know, it's like the little things when you're going through something like this that make you feel like you know you're you're still me. Like I'm still Katie. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I I think that that's something I just wanted to again hopefully give a, g- thank my my group my my tribe. If someone asks you, you know,
0: at the end of your life or. 30, you know, 50 years from down the road or whatever. What you hope your impact on others would be. What would that be? If someone
1: asked me what my impa- what yeah. I hope my impact yeah. was, mm-hmm. I hope my impact is that they felt like they were encouraged to follow their dreams and go for it and and if they if they ran into a wall, find another door. You know, really don't give up because you you feel, there's no such thing as a smooth mountain. I, I go on a lot. I watch a lot of motivational videos, and I do believe in a lot of little little sayings like that that are mantras that I will repeat to myself every single day. And I want to instill that in in others. You know, mm-hmm. go for it. Life is too short to like I said have any regrets. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that people will say that they're encouraged and inspired to to live their life to the fullest. Katie, thank you so much for sharing today. I um
0: you know, I was going to ask you if you ever thought why me? But after talking to you, sorry, I hope I don't tear up. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's more of like why not, Katie? I mean, what other beautiful, strong, amazing woman could go through this and not only go through it, but go through it with flying colors and impacting the people around her and the whole world, I believe. So Katie, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I've been blessed and I think everyone that listens will be blessed as well. Before we leave, I just want to give people a way that they can follow your journey and just keep up with you. So what are the best ways to do that? Through social media or?
1: Sure, that's fine. I'm at K.E. Hearn, K-E-H-E-A-R-N on Instagram and Twitter and just Katie Hearn on Facebook if you want to add me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi.
0: As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Heidi Rue. Also be kind because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it.